You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review's senior editor, Daniel Horowitz. And along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. Welcome back to The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. We are back here June 16th, 2016. Um, The end of another big week here. Who would have expected another tragic week, another terrorist attack? I know all of you are probably oversaturated with a lot of information. We've got a lot of unique narratives, unique information up at Conservative Review. And, you know, I want to go over some of what we've had, but some new things as well. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty eerie that last week I put up an article noting how we're bringing in over a hundred Syrian refugees a day. It has just began begun to accelerate last couple of weeks, and then you know, lo and behold, we have this, and no one's even discussing that narrative. It's all about guns, and that's what I'd like to talk about today: narratives. Why is it that the Democrats have the ability to successfully promote the most egregious? Dangerous, unconstitutional, just off narrative. I mean, even if you're a gun control guy, uh, bringing in Islamic terrorism to your country and then focusing on the weapon is just absurd. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're they're succeeding at it. Why is it that way? Um, I, I mean, picture picture a group of people that are cheering on arsonists, and they're encouraging them. They're aiding and abetting them. And then those very people dress up as the firefighters and say, you know what? I got a solution. I think we need to ban the use of fire in your kitchens. And and they obtain legitimacy rather than being arrested for doing what they're doing. And that's what you have here. We have the Obama administration downright bringing Muslim Brotherhood terrorists Muslim Brotherhood figures that were listed by DOJ in the 2008 Holy Land Foundation trial as unindicted co-conspirators, fundraisers for Hamas in North America. They are given security clearances. They run our counterterrorism strategies in the FBI and DHS, Civil Rights and Civil Liberties Division, several other boards. Um, There was an article we had up recently about a Syrian immigrant who praised 9-11 attacks. She is sitting on one of those advisory boards. And they have worked to expunge any paper trail connecting foreign terrorists to imams, mosques, Muslim Brotherhood figures in this country that have that have inevitably or invariably been connected to the Orlando attacker, the San Bernardino attacker, Nidal Hassan, the Chattanooga sugar shooter. They've all had dots connected. It's all been expunged. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the Muslim immigration, the record, record Islamic immigration, and the implications for civilization, our culture, and our security, what that pretends. We're talking about the inanimate objects. And meanwhile, Europe has draconian gun laws, and guess what? They have even worse terror problems. I mean, we're, we're catching up pretty close. How do they get away with it? They get away with it because of what we spoke about last week. In politics, everything is a binary choice. 
whether it's true or not. Most things aren't binary. Most things aren't black and white. Most things are gray. Most things have many facets to them. But in politics, everything's a choice of are you for Trump or against Trump? Are you for gun control or against gun control? That is the narrative on any given week. The question is who gets to define what will be the focal point for which that binary choice will will be propagated throughout the media? And how is that defined? And, and it's defined because Republicans don't stand for anything. Republicans are like the party that you're grappling with an opponent in a wrestling ring or MMA match picture, and uh, you have the guy on the ground, you're about to go into ground and pound mode, and you're like, I'm going to lose. I'm talking about the guy sitting on top. And you put yourself on the bottom and let the guy go on top of you and lose. That's what's going on. The Democrats should be on the hook for, for what's going on. We should be talking about how dare you bring in people into this country that don't respect women, that support Sharia, that support jihad. You know, the, the, this family came from, uh, you know, Afghani immigrants. The father is a supporter of the Taliban. How did he get led in the country? He went to a mosque that where there was an individual went off to be a suicide bomber for ISIS in Syria. The imam was a radical. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the inanimate objects. We're talking about the guns. And, and, and like I said, it's because Republicans are standing there doing nothing. You have in the Senate now, the Democrats were able to put on a filibuster for 14 hours promoting gun control until Republicans agreed to push amendments on gun control, and they agreed to it. Yeah, you're right. So they cede the territory. They cede the ground. The, the contours of the fight become all about gun control. Now, even if Republicans voted down, at best, we could be on defense. At best, we could come out even. But you could never score points if you're not on offense. Right now, the, the bill that they were debating for which Democrats filibustered was the, the bill appropriating funds for the annual Justice Department uh, spending bill. I could think of a hundred amendments Republicans could go on offense. We're talking about the Obama Justice Department here. I mean, let me bring in my, my co-host here, Joe. Welcome back. Sorry, I, forgot, I was just went on a rant here. forgot to bring you in. You're a lawyer. You've seen all the crazy things the Justice Department has been doing. Shouldn't the Republicans be the ones pounding the lectern, taking the floor, saying, how dare we fund, give the Justice Department one more penny until we stop their war in North Carolina, their war in Arizona, their war in immigration enforcement, their war on the police, their racially motivated um, investigations. And, you know, all, all the stuff they're doing to quash investigations, keep in mind that the DOJ runs, the, uh, uh, houses the FBI, all of the FBI investigations that have been closed because of the CVE agenda, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, countering violent extremism, the Muslim Brotherhood's agenda to jujitsu any attempt to focus on, connect the dots between radical Islamic figures and terrorists, and instead focus on quote-unquote right-wing extremists. I don't see any amendments. So there's a vacuum. The Democrats are filling that. Right, of course. I mean, once again, you just have a totally flaccid GOP here. They're 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 bending in the wind. They're wet noodles. They're it's it's despicable. It's it's upsetting because here's the thing: ultimately, being hurt are the American people. We can disagree on all of these issues, but when you have one party, especially the majority party, who is not forwarding or pushing the will of the people who elected them there, they're doing a disservice to those people. And right now, a majority of the Americans, you know. 
based on congressional districts and states, have elected Republicans. And those Republicans are not in our republic, our representative republic, are not representing them. They're not representing their interests, their principles, their ideas, their wants for their way in life. They're just sitting there collecting a paycheck, politics as usual. I mean, the issues change and we push the ball a little left, we push it a little right. But at the end of the day, not much changes. You know, I I got into a heated debate with a with a uh, we'll call them a a colleague, a friend. I, I, I don't really know how to place this person, but they accused me of wanting the status quo in this country, you know, because we're on different sides of the aisle and because, you know, Republicans are in control. I want the status quo. <laughs> And I said, I don't the want status the status quo. quo. Yeah. You know, th- there's a part of me, Daniel, that wouldn't mind if if somebody on the left kind of, you know, tore things up, burned burn the forest down a little bit to regrow it just so that we had some fertile ground. I mean, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want the policies that would come out of that. But that's sort of what people I mean, that's one of the reasons people are voting for Trump. The, the status, status quo, quo is just so it's, is, it's, it's trench warfare. It's it's five feet forward, seven feet back, nine feet forward, eight feet back. Exactly. You're either defining the landscape, you're defining the narrative or you get defined by it. So the Democrats are the ones with the right. ideas, right? Whatever ideas they are, putting men into female bathrooms, drafting women into combat, which, by the way, passed the Senate. It's going to go to conference this week. Unbelievable. I mean, that would have been big news if it wouldn't have been overshadowed for overshadowed by or, or the Orlando attack. But I, I love the word you use, the status quo. You know, anyone who reads Conservative Review knows we're for anything but the status quo. If you just read our vertical, the conservative conscience, certainly we have many other talented researchers, writers, figures, and you know, conservative figures at Conservative Review. I, I I've probably written I don't know, Joe, thirty thousand words this this week. All my ideas on refugees, on on I, I have an article, and I want to make sure we put it in our show notes that I wrote after San Bernardino. Seven constitutional steps we could take. To protect our country that belies this false choice between security and civil liberties, which I hope to get to in a couple minutes of what the Democrats are doing and the egregious false narrative they're putting out there. But that's the thing. We have ideas, but we don't have men on the field to implement them. So by definition, Republicans are sitting there with the status quo. Uh, uh, oh, maybe I'll take up some gun legislation while we're negotiating. So they define the landscape by by the only potent um, non-status quo thing on the table, which is what the Democrats are putting. This is at its heart the ratchet theory. Democrats define the landscape. Republicans come in and instead of rolling back that and going on offense, could you imagine if they said all week, Obama is bringing in, and by the way, just today, as of this broadcast, 305 Syrian refugees in a single day. You do the math. At that pace, you could bring in about 20,000, 30,000 a year um, if he keeps it up. This is a big deal. Nothing from Republicans. They literally have the, 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 the FBI. And again, I don't blame some of the career patriotic you know, civil servants there. I'm talking about the political appointees that follow the Muslim Brotherhood CV agenda where they expunge any any re- and again Joe it's not just a reference to Islamic terror the nomenclature and the words it's the policies um next week I-, I give you guys a heads up I hope to have Phil Haney on he just wrote a book published by my publisher WND as soon as you go to amazon.com pre-order my book Stolen Sovereignty you should order Phil Haney's book see something say nothing he he was a career DHS officer and he has stories about all the research he did connecting the data and it was erased 
Why aren't Republicans bringing him in for hearings and and pinning the tail on the donkey, pinning the tail of blame on the Democrats, blaming the Obama administration? So we'd be talking about the Muslim Brotherhood Hamas people running our DHS. We'd be talking about flooding the country with immigrants who are intolerant to to our American de- democratic values. And yes, gays. By the way, isn't it isn't that funny, Joe? How homosexuality is the national religion of our country. I mean, everything must yield before that. People are thrown in jail for not signing marriage documents, um, and it's not a marriage. Um, people are fined $135,000 for not servicing the homosexual gender with their own private property, if you're a Christian or a Jew. But if you're a Muslim and you come in here and you want to kill gays, well, that's that's fine. And they, the same people who don't like when religious Christians and Catholics and Jews, you know, agreeably disagree in an agreeable way and just say, look, there's not something that we stand for, but you know, you could be friends with people. You could, you know, that's what a civil society is that you live harmoniously together. Um, they want to champion and double immigration from countries where they want to stone gaze to death. I mean, that, that, that's the big irony of this whole week. But anyway, I digress. Um, this is where we're at. Imagine what Republicans could have been focusing on. But that's the ratchet. That old ratchet. What happens with a ratchet? It moves in one direction. It can't go backwards. It can only move forwards. So the landscape is nothing about going on offense, changing the status quo on immigration, on our homeland security policies, on the type of personnel that have access to security data, on, on, on the way we investigate terrorism in this country, on the mosques and the imams. And again, we're all for due process, right? But following the Fourth and Fifth Amendment procedures, people that, that um, have ties to foreign terror elements, and by the way, this is why we need to declare war and name specific enemies because then it has legal ramifications. Because if you're an imam that is connected or encouraging people to support that, you know, you have freedom of speech to say America sucks. But what you can't do is encourage insurrection on behalf of an enemy. That is treason. I mean, that was since, since our founding. There are constitutional steps we've been taking, yet none of that. Instead, we're talking about the unconstitutional things of Joe Manchin. Again, I want to illustrate the dichotomy between the parties here, Joe. Look at the difference. Republicans can't take winning issues and fight for them. Democrats could take the most pathetic issues, and they'll get every Democrat to fight for it. Almost every Democrat joined in Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy's filibuster last night. Remember Rand Paul and, and Ted Cruz? There were less than 10 Republicans who joined in. I think with Cruz, it was about five who helped him speak and, you know, helped take some of the pressure off of him. Almost every Democrat joined in. And even Joe Manchin is from West Virginia where everyone owns guns. It's a pro-gun state as you can get. Obama lost every single county. That's a vulnerable Democrat. But you know what? He got up there today on Morning Schmo on MSNBC, and said that, doggone that due process is killing us. Not the suicidal, politically correct immigration policies. Right, keep in mind, due process for Americans, gun rights for Americans, that's in the Constitution. You can't take that away, that due process. But immigration, you could disagree philosophically as a matter of policy what what type of immigration you want but there is no affirmative constitutional right for any single person group of people from any one country to immigrate here we could shut it off at will that is up to the discretion up to the uh, the leisure of a of a sovereign nation um through our elected representatives and um but but no the starting point the envial the the, the ratchet that cannot be pushed back 
is the Democrat policies. We can only move forward. We can only move forward with that ratchet. We can only move forward. Keep and actually accelerating really, really quickly. I mean, just going, 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 you know, away from our constitutional values. That is where we're at in this country. Which brings me to my final point here, Joe. Not, I, I, I can't believe this. And, and I know you hear the anger in my voice. I can't, I can't believe this. Not only are Republicans not doing the right thing. When they're not legitimizing the Democrat pro-gun, agenda, pro-gun control agenda, which in itself is just, it's not only offensive because it's unconstitutional, it's offensive because it's off topic. That, that's not what's going on here. It, Europe bans all handguns, and they, they, the terrorists have automatic weapons there. It's an assault people problem. It's a suicidal immigration problem. It's a suicidal homeland security problem. It's, it's, and it's the Muslim Brotherhood controlling our counterterrorism. Republicans, as we speak, and by the time this is uh, you know disseminated on the, on the web, it will be after the fact, Republicans are passing a package of three bills to consummate to ratify, to legitimize the countering violent extremism agenda. They're passing a bill, instead of clamping down on DHS and banning all people with radical views with Muslim Brotherhood associations to obtain security clearances, which they do, to bar them, they are passing bills to create more advisory councils to coordinate, guess what? Not the war on Islamic terror to counter violent extremism. We know Obama's being criticized for not mentioning the enemy. Republicans have just passed a bill as their advertised response to the Orlando attacks, specifically, willingly obfuscating the word Islamic terrorism. There is not a single derivative of the word Islamic in their bill. It's countering violent extremism. Um, for those of you who don't already know, not you might think it's just a politically correct milquetoast term. It's worse than that. It's a term of art. It's not random language. It's, it's a term that means something very specific. It, it has been promoted by the Muslim Brotherhood for about a decade to expunge any reference of Islamic terror from our lexicon and actually have it focused on generic extremism. And I'm not just making this up. DHS Secretary Jay Johnson this, ju- just this week said... Um, right-wing ter- uh, extremism is just as much of a problem. So that's where Republicans are helping. Basically, what Republicans are doing, if you had to sum up Obama's just perfidy in one phrase, it's countering violent extremism. It's the CV agenda. If you want to know why is the FBI not looking into um, y- you know, these radical mosques, these radical imams, why is the FBI not connecting the dots? Why are we not focusing on refugees? Why are we not focusing on the source of the problem? That is the Muslim Brotherhood CVE agenda. So what Republicans are doing is actually passing legislation to further legitimize, enshrine, and expand a program that will allow Muslim Brotherhood officials to influence, inspire, and control our homeland security and counterterrorism agenda and use it to go after, you name it, conservative review, veterans groups. I, I, I can't, This is what Republicans are doing today. In the Senate, instead of voting on conservative legislation to take down the DOJ, go after the PC at the FBI, they're voting on gun control. 
in the House, they're voting on the Muslim Brotherhood agenda. Joe, this is why, tell me, you could disagree with this. I know this is controversial, but this is why I believe it is better to have Democrats win until we have a legitimate Republican Party. Because Americans always respect two sides to the story. If Democrats had to own this, people would be like, what the heck? I don't feel safe. You have all these terror attacks. You have all this PC. You don't even want to mention the enemy. And now you're talking about guns. You would have an intrepid, united opposition. With having Republicans control half of government, they're ratifying, the, they're legitimizing it. So there is no other side to this story. You have consensus for the Democrat agenda. This is why I believe it is better to have Democrats win until we can muster up the organization to actually have a true party that promotes some of the stuff you know we champion and our supporters here at Conservative Review. You know, you said something that that really has kind of been my rallying cry for the last week, which is, and I don't know how to say it say it artfully, so I'm just going to say it. But we've we've left ourselves open to letting this event divide us as a nation in a way that other attacks in other travesties in our country haven't. And I know this isn't exactly your point, but I'm going to get back to it in kind of a, you know, a little bit of a circuitous way. Sure. When, when, and it started with a meme online, but it, it, when all these other attacks have happened over the last year in other countries, we've put up their flags, you know, on Facebook and on Twitter. And, you know, everyone was like, you know, we love France. Uh, you know, w- w- we love whomever it, it, you know, wherever it was, w- we had those things, but that didn't happen this time in America. Um, it didn't happen with the American flag. It happened a little bit with the, with the rainbow flag for the LGBT community. And in Personally, I'm okay with that because it, it to an extent, and, and I don't want to look away from this, it was an attack on them. Why was it an attack on them? Well, from everything we know, it was an attack on them because radical Islam has, you know, has it out for the LGBT community. Does your, you know, average Muslim who lives down the street? Probably not. Not any more than a Catholic does or a Christian does. I mean, there are some Christians, sure. I mean, what did we see on Twitter? We saw... But none of them ever... But here's the deal. The worst thing ever was the Westboro Baptist Church. And as, as insidious as they were... They were very careful right. never oh, to break but a Daniel, law. What about you what know? about the the shooting that happened down in in the south at the black church with somebody who wasn't you know it, that's the thing. What's thrown up are the exceptions to the rules. <laughs> All these sm- small minor points. Yeah, and, and that's, that's moral and relativism. This is where now I'm getting to that overall point. Exactly, it's relativism, and not only is it relativism, but we're doing a disservice. To, to the people who are at risk, we're doing a disservice to ourselves, we're doing a disservice to the goals that we purport to have, which is reducing these mass shootings, reducing the violence, when we don't name our enemy, when we use you know, a tragedy to push an agenda that isn't 100% correct. I mean, you know, I, I've seen all this stuff about logic lately, you know, like causes like, you know, a, a superseding cause and, and, you know, cause and effect and all these things about where guns fit into this. But you don't see it in any other instance. When we talk about rape, 
we don't talk about the fact that the skirt or the alcohol or anything is is uh, is a factor because what is the truth of the matter? Rape is wrong, and no matter what a woman or a man, you know, but mostly whatever a woman says is what you have to abide by. Go chase the squirrel. That's moral right. relativism. Look at the squirrel. It's right. not that the but, squirrel is not there. You can always find but a factor that I mean, coexists. When it comes to rape or any other crimes, we know where the line is. The line is no means no. And if you cross that line, you're the cause. You're what's at fault. Not the skirt or the drinks or the bar or the way she danced. The person, the rapist, is the cause. The rapist is the problem. So what is the problem here? Mass shooters. Certainly they are. Okay, but what causes mass shooters? Guns don't cause mass shooters. Mass shooters use guns to be mass shooters. We could kill call them mass killers because there are people that use knives and bombs. I mean, 9-11, no guns were used to kill the people in 9-11. And the most people killed ever in an attack. I mean, that's that's the thing. And you got bombs. Bombs are certainly illegal. I'm not saying guns aren't a problem. We don't allow fully automatic weapons in this country. To me, that's... Yeah, and and in Europe, they don't allow handguns in most places, and the terrorists got fully automatic weapons. Right. So... And and during the the 80s and 90s, were, were automatic weapons that were being smuggled in here from Mexico a problem? Yes, they were. And they worked really hard to cut that off. But it isn't like, oh, we cut off the automatic weapons, so now drug lords and drug gangs don't have guns. I mean, that's the problem. Ultimately, it's the people. People are very powerful. They are God's most powerful creation. Who pushes this? The media pushes it. And liberals and people, you know, push it. And what do the Republicans do? Again, they're a limp noodle. They agree to the premise and keep going with the ratchet. Okay. But and then and then throw up your hands. But Joe, do we really want all these guns? No. Maybe we don't. Maybe there's a solution. But the solution is not simply to bend over and give up our freedoms anytime we're attacked as a country. That's not the way we do it. We need to be intellectually honest here. Because at the end of the day, we're doing a disservice to the victims. We're doing a disservice to the families of these people if we simply make the ends justify the means. And, and we cannot have moral relativism. It will kill us as a society, exactly. as an entire society. Exactly, and that's what is moral relativism. Oh, well, there's extreme people everywhere. Well, yeah, there, there kind of are. But there is no other united binding religious ideology that is so pervasive, so successful in growing, so spanning the globe, and so deadly as jihad. Which, which is a function of Islam. It is a function of Sharia adherent Islamists. And that's the thing. Just because not all Muslims do it doesn't mean it's not isolated. It is a problem within Islam. And that's what we refuse to mention. And that's what re- Republicans have gone along with that agenda. You know, we're running out of time here. Um, you know, Next week, I, I really want to have a special edition here wanted to give you guys this heads up. We're going to have Phil Haney on, and he's going to discuss some of the specifics of what we're talking about, how how the politically correct CVE agenda pushed by the Muslim Brotherhood prevented him from connecting the dots and actually preventing some of these specific instances and certainly, unfortunately, what's going to be future events, future mass uh, terror attacks. And um, that's going to be very, very eye-opening. Watch out for our legislative updates. 
what goes on in the House and the Senate. Um, we're going to be covering all that this week. Um, another heads up. Everyone's talking about terrorism now, but next week the Supreme Court is likely going to be in its final meeting, um, final session to uh, issue issue opinions. Some big decisions coming up on abortion, affirmative action, immigration. So we'll we'll be all over that. Make conservative review your one stop shop online, Levin TV. Heck, make that your only TV. Who needs TV these days? There's so much garbage on. Just watch LevinTV.com. Um, until then, thank you so much for listening. God bless. This is The Conservative Conscience. 